please join with me, brothers and sisters, in extending a warm Washington, D.C. vibration. Tone. Broadway all day, coming through your doorway, giving you the raw from Northwest to Norway. Penetrate minds, baby, this is foreplay. Giving out jewels and gems to get a saw pain. Run the shop with hot takes and ball phase. Jameson shots to shape them up and get your shit straight. We can talk tech, politics, sports, soulmate. I ain't here to talk about your homeboy mixtape. We just try to get great. Keep it up, no breaks. Where I'm from, whole weight, D.C., no state. Shout out to everybody showing love it anyway. Turn it up and tune it in. Thanks for listening to Black Broadway. Uh, Black Broadway. Uh, yeah, do this all day. Yeah, we do this all day. Hey, once again, Black Broadway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, we are back, y'all. Another week, another episode, Black Broadway Podcast, man. Gotta start to show off how I always started out, man, and really say that I appreciate y'all greatly for hanging in with me on my little hiatus, man. You know, I know I took a little week off or whatever. I left y'all hanging. I apologize, man. Shit just got real, but I gotta thank all of my listeners and everybody that's been tuning in and turning up with us all through the hiatus and all from the beginning till now, man. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate y'all and we could not do this without y'all, man. Real talk. I appreciate all the feedback, all the commentary I've been getting, man. Shout out to everybody that I see in the streets, man, that been listening. Like people, so many more people listen to this than I could even fathom, than I even had an idea was listening, yo, and I just greatly appreciate y'all, man. We need y'all support in these upcoming months and days to get this thing going even further, man. We need all that commentary. We need all those ratings. We need those reposts. You know what I'm saying? Post this on your Instagram. Hashtag us and any pictures you taking in the city. Black Broadway, man. Just put us on, man. We're going to put y'all on. That's what we do put on for the city, man, so, like I said, man, I left y'all hanging, I know, but like I said, it was a back-to-school week, man, big shout-outs to everybody, too, that I seen all across the city doing their thing with these back-to-school drives, man, I know my man Malik from Eat was doing his thing, I know Tony Lewis Jr. did his thing, I know my man Beans with Ice Entertainment did his thing, big shout-outs to him, man, and thank him so much for having me and being able to contribute my talents and skills as a barber and get kids fly for the motherfucking uh, brand new school year, man. It was just incredible. Like, I seen so many kids and families out, man. Kids is getting backpacks. The girls was getting their faces painted. I'm hooking the little boys up with shape-ups, man. We had the DJ going. It was just a beautiful event. And it was great to have it on the same damn playground where I learned how to shoot dice, roll the blunt, got into some of my first fights and, you know what I'm saying, seen my first instances of police brutality and all of that craziness, but that playground also afforded me with the opportunity to give back to my community. Big shout-outs to Lamar Riggs Rec Center. Big shout-outs to my man Beans, all my other homeboys from Riggs Park and everywhere else that pulled up and showed out and showed love, man. That was dope. I'm so just glad to be a part of it, man, for real, yo. It just made me proud, man. 
This week's episode of Black Broadway Podcast, though, is going to be popping, man. Like, right now, I'm doing the, the intro for real, guerrilla style, because I already did the interview, which was super lit. Man, tune in. Make sure you listen to the second half of Black Broadway, where we got an interview with my man, Kareem Karifa, longtime stage manager of the 930 Club, the legendary, the historic 930 Club on 9th and V Street, Washington, D.C., man. My man, he's going to give us the whole rundown on what goes down behind the scenes when you, some of your favorite acts come to town, what makes one of the country and one of the world really most legendary live music venues tick, a little bit about the history of it, and a lot about the history of music in Washington, D.C., and how much of a rich musical legacy that this town has. And, like, it's deeper than hip-hop. It's deeper than go-go. It's deeper than soul and funk. It's just deep, man. D.C.'s... Musical legacy is huge, and our contributions are not to be overlooked. And we're going to talk about it all on the second half of this episode of Black Broadway Podcast, man. Big shout-outs to my man, Kareem. You can check him out on Instagram at Reams, I-View, R-E-E-M-S-E-Y-E-V-I-E-W. And he's popping. He's out here taking all types of luxurious vacations and getting it ropping in the streets, man. That's my guy, man. I greatly appreciate him coming through for the interview, man. Like I said, I know I took that week off. And in that week, of course, the country goes batshit crazy. But, you know, that's to be expected because this is already... The twilight zone we living in. We living in some type of parallel universe right now, and we don't have no choice but to, to deal. But what we're not going to deal with and what we're not going to have is racists thinking that their dumbass president has emboldened them enough to come out here and try to set it on us because we're not having it. We ain't our ancestors. We ain't the people that sat back and took any of that bullshit, man. We are the people that's going to stand up and make a change in this world. We're going to make this thing right. And we're going to start by having these important discussions on Black Broadway Podcast. So we got a roundtable assembled. We're going to have some brothers in there. And, you know, whomever. We're going to have people in the room who are ready to discuss and ready to present solutions and real commentary on what's going on in the world right now, man. It's crazy, yo. So... On the second half of our interview, like I said, we got my man Kareem, Reams Eye View, longtime stage manager at the 930 Club, and I'm also going to be rocking y'all in the head with some DC classics just to take y'all into this next chapter, man. Real short intro this week. We're going to get right on into it. And I'm going to see y'all on the next side, next episode, inside of Black Broadway Podcast. Peace. Love the both of these children. You see the civic blood. You see both kids are so good to mama. You see the blood is thicker than the mud. It's a family affair, y'all.
Black Broadway Podcast, man. I'm super excited to have my guest in the building with me tonight. My man, Reem Karifa, key yeah, figure yeah. in operations and stage management in the legendary, historical 930 Club, right in the heart of D.C., right off of Black Broadway. You know what I'm saying? The real, spot. That's real. The, the place to be, man. Yeah. Like, all the legendary acts, man. And this is 
We talk about music today, man. We gonna talk about the 930 and what it means to DC. But real talk, this is about what music means to DC. A lot of people sleep on DC as a music town. They do. You know what I'm saying? They do. Like they don't understand like the rich musical legacy that this place has besides Go-Go. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like Go-Go is one thing. Punk rock. Punk rock. Yeah. We could talk Indie about rock, the, the hip hop. We you can know, talk about the beginnings of jazz, jazz with Duke Ellington exactly. and, you know, Cab Calloway. And I'm going to touch back on that in, in, in a minute when we were talking about the 930 Club because the building, which it's located now, has gone through so many transitions. Facts, yo. And it's housed so many great, you know, uh, other spaces mm -hmm. that is legendary in itself being outside of the 930 Club. Exactly. That, that, that it now houses. So, yo, you my know, mom's always be talking to me about yeah, that, Yeah, WST. It, it was like music hall, you know, Absolutely. and it was just a place where... You know, folks could congregate and go hand dancing and swing dancing and all the, the old school dances that folks used to do back in the days. It was a place for people to congregate on Black Broadway and celebrate and listen to the music of the day. No you know, And there also was a radio station in there at a time. That's why they had the giant antenna on the top. Exactly. They used to broadcast, you know, music from there. So, you know, it's 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 going through so many incarnations, but that building in itself is very historic. Listen, you see, I got the expert in the building yeah. right now. I got my man Rave. He yeah. knows what he's talking yeah, about, it's man. It's very historic. And we gonna get into it. Yeah. First and foremost, man, thank you for being on the show, man. No thank problem. Thank you for joining yo, us. It's, my, it's an honor to be oh, here, bro. Oh, man, it's super lit, man. Great to have you, yo, for real, man. So, like, look, before we even get into you giving people the whole history of the 930 and UST and all of that, let's talk about your history, man. How did you get on, fam? Like, how did you get it all with this 930 gig. Bruh, you know, I've just always been in the music, you know. Absolutely. Uh, That's a sweet I, I, gig. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a transplant to the D.C. area. I'm originally from New York. Okay. So I moved down here, moved to Alexandria first. All right. Then my family moved into the city off of U Street in 95. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, I had a few jobs here and there, you know, working out up against the wall, which used to be down on Georgia <laughs> Avenue. Shout out to Al Nice. You, you know, know what I'm saying? You, you wasn't fresh if you wasn't yeah, going yeah, up against the wall. wall. Exactly. You, you wasn't know? shopping out against the wall. I was an assistant store manager there. You know, under Al Nice, you know. Um, the Jordan Howard? Yeah, the How Howard Jordan. The, the legendary yeah, up yeah, against the wall. Exactly, that's the legendary <laughs> no one. No doubt. So, you know, uh, I worked there for a while. And then one day I just passed by the 930 Club and I was like, you know what? This is a music venue. You know, you know, I know I love music. I need to check this out. So I put in the application there, you know, and uh, they called me back some months later. And that was in 2002. I've been there ever since, bro. Right. Dude, that was 2017. Yeah, man. You've yeah. been there the whole millennium. Yeah, yeah. yeah the whole yeah, century. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it, yeah, man. man. Like you said, just came from you taking a chance. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Just taking, taking a chance and just turning the application. It's been an incredible journey, my Beautiful, dude. It's just man. like, you know, I've been able to grow in the company. I started on the door checking IDs, you know, mm -hmm. and now I'm helping them run the place. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's just it's just a testament to, you know, hard work, perseverance, and just being your best you. No doubt. You know, and I'm very appreciated there. You know, mm -hmm. they love me in, in the place, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's good to work around people who appreciate what they do. And everybody is from a different walk of life, but music That's is what unites true. us. That, yo, the most, like, that's what I was going to ask you next. First of all, 930 has the most diverse staff. Right. And what role do you feel like the passion of music plays in, like, your job and keeping you where you are and keeping you in that company for so I mean, long? I mean, it's definitely the music, but it's also my staff. Uh -huh. You know, and it's just like being that we have a diverse staff and people mm -hmm. come from different walks of life and they have different tastes in music and, you know, we have a good time there. You know, we're right. like a family. So, yeah, we fuss, we fight, All you know, right. we laugh, we joke, but we get business done too, you know. Right. And one of the things that 
we train, you know, our staff is that we're not just in the music business, we're in the people business too. Man, so that, when you, that's a good when, philosophy so for a venue. Yeah, so when people come in, you want to make them feel welcome. So we're not just, we're not bouncers, we're not security guards, we are music-loving customer service representatives oh, wow. for the temple that we call 930. Oh, wow. So when people come in, we want you to feel, you know, welcome. welcome. We want you, we want, we, your experience starts when you walk through the door, not when the music starts. That's very true. So, you know, we want to make sure. Real outside. Yeah, exactly. When you see that epic-ass yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> all of that is part of the experience. So we want to make sure that people come in and have a good time and to maintain that type of spirit when the show is going on. You know, music is the great equalizer, bro. It's just like, you know, I, I, I see it every night. It's like people who walk the streets who may not even talk to each other, may not mm -hmm. look in each other's direction, but if they have the same band in common, Man. they come in, they, you know, they hugging each other's shoulders. Yo, and I had an experience forth. like that last night. Yo, but that's that was what, my experience last night that's after 9.30 That's club. what it is, bro. It's just like everybody just unites under this banner of music and they mm -hmm. and, and, and they have a good time it's like it's like it's like religion it's like gospel it's like nice. you know everybody is just into the music the notes the instruments the artists and this they just incredible. celebrate in that moment for that 90 minutes or two hours or however long mm -hmm. the band or DJ or whatever it is on stage, mm -hmm. everybody's rocking out and having a good time. And, and that's not what to mention, about. like, the venue was so incredible and it's so, like, it has a feeling. It has, like, a soul to yeah, it. Yeah, it does. We, have, we definitely have a culture there yeah. where, you know, we, we, we do things a certain way from the sound crew right. to, you know, to, 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 to the folks who load up the cases and do loadout, mm -hmm. you know, to the bartenders, yep. to the managers, to everybody who are like you said? Are, it's a culture. It's, it's you know a culture. What I'm it's a whole you know, entire it's, culture. It's a, it's a, so who owns the nine thirty club? Who is the owner of this venue? Yo, man? it's two. It's two. It's two dudes, and they bought the the, the business over 30 years ago from another owner and the 930 Club was originally located at 930 F Street. Exactly. That's why it's called the that, 930 exactly. Club, Exactly, right? and it was a much smaller venue <laughs> and these two guys got into the business of talent buying and, and, and booking shows in the smaller venue. I think it held maybe between 200 and 300 people at mm -hmm. the time. It was a small venue, mm -hmm. kind of divey, but you know, mm -hmm. they made it a brand. No doubt. And they built that from that space and they moved into this space where we are now in 1996, I believe. Okay. And they've kept, kept it Pushing ever since. Damn, that's crazy. So it's these moved two, in yeah, so, yeah, so 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 shout out to Rich and Seth. All you right. know, those are the two owners, and they Rich you know, and Steph, man. Yeah, Yo. they they definitely have you know pushed the nine thirty club and the brand and grown it over the last thirty five years into what it is now, and they're branching out. No Continue. doubt. So you say you came to DC in ninety five, right? So did you ever actually go to a show at the old nine thirty? No, I didn't. I had heard about it, Me but I had either, never, man. I had never gotten a chance to go to a show there. You know, and just hearing all the stories about it from, Absolutely. you know, all the people associated with the old club. Yeah. And, you it's know, one it's one of the seminal places. It's one of the it's historical places of punk rock. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's one of the best places rock. of punk exactly. rock. Exactly. A lot of people rock. got their starts. You know, they booked a lot of a lot of people. Bad Brains, Fugazi. You know, uh, um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who they Facts. still have no a doubt. relationship with to this day. You know, okay. and it's just it's just you know, Foo Fighters, all of these people. Mm -hmm. You know that that they they. This is one thing that I admire about how they, how they do business there is that, like I said, it's about building and cultivating relationships, and mm -hmm. it's something that they've done over the years and they do well. It's not mm -hmm. just we in the music business. We're not in, in, in the business of just selling tickets right. and taking your money and all of that. It's deeper it's, than that. It's deeper than that. They, they have a philosophy of where 
with, if they establish a relationship with an artist, they want to keep it. Right. And they have a lot of artists that they still have a relationship with that they've had for 20 years. Yo, I noticed that because there's certain acts that come to 930 and they all, whenever they hit town, they always want to make a stop they, they, at 930. That's because they, they, they've developed that relationship. And that's something that's taught me about, about developing a relationship, not just music-wise, but just with people... In general, in, in general, life, in life, when you meet somebody and it's a quality person and they're about something and they stand for something, create a a, a, a synergy with that person no and, and build a relationship that could last a lifetime. Man, relationships is the key yeah. to success. It really, is, man. when you yeah. get right they down say, to it, it is. Yo. They say your network is your net worth. Absolutely. So you Tell know, it's just so your network is your <laughs> net worth. So the My people man. that you surround yourself with, if they are like minded, if they are industrial, mm-hmm. industrious, and and and. and, and are moving forward in a positive direction, those are people that you want to be around. You don't want to be around somebody who's an anchor, who's stagnant, and who doesn't see your vision and see the things that you're trying to do, and you see their vision, and y'all trying to get bread together. What? See the Black Broadway footnotes. I was talking about this the other day on my footnotes. It's it's real, bro. It's it's, it's about, you know, supporting and and coming. That's why I wanted to come through here. Once you told me you had a podcast, and that you was doing what you was doing, I was like, oh, come on, I got to come up there and talk to my brother, because, you know, he's he's, he's talking about things that are happening in D.C., current events. He's representing the community. Mm -hmm. I've seen him around for years, even though we got cool recently, but I know your face. If you've been on your street long enough, you know the key players and the people's faces and who's been around no and who's doubt. done what. Man, you know, you t- are definitely yeah, one of those yeah. guys too. I told Come people, on, you know, even though I'm a trans, even though you know I'm a transplant, you know, I remember mm-hmm. a time where you know when my family first moved to the area, mm-hmm. that you know you could you could walk from Shaw all the way up to Adams Morgan. Yep. And it was all us. All us. It was completely Ain't that the truth. Co- completely black enclave. Man. There was not, you know, and no, no disrespect to anybody else, right. but it was a completely black and neighborhood. They, and they knew that they was tourists in that particular sense. Like, and yo. you very rarely, and the only time that you saw people from outside the neighborhood coming is they were coming to, to a nine thirty club show. or a black cat or somewhere facts. else in the in the neighborhood All that facts. did music, but it was mostly us. You All understand facts. what I'm saying? And it's just like it, yeah, it's changed now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I remember that time. Absolutely. And it was a different time. And, and the city had so much flavor, man. Straight. There's a lot of things that And we have here to continue that we legacy. Are. Like what do you feel like the nine thirty club has contributed to like the legacy of DC and like what do you feel like what do you feel like the 930 Club's place is in the history of this town oh it's, it's, it's it just means? like I said I call it the temple it's very historic no you know and it's gone through so many different because we've had so many different bands play there you know mm-hmm. through you know the roots and 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 and, and, and like you said Chili they had bands Chili Peppers last Fugazi. night we even seen Little Dragon Shout the Little Dragon they killed it they killed it you know and the night before you know so it's just like it's been there to be a seminal place where people coming through DC mm-hmm. could have a place to rock out mm-hmm. and 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 and, ha- and have a place where they're treated well yep. and, and and they know they're going to get that that type of service i tell you like 930 Club to me also as a music lover mm-hmm. and we definitely gonna get into this more right. like just as music guys right yo I there's been so many legendary 930 concerts in my mind right I think about one one concert that comes to mind is the first time the weekend ever played in America yeah was at the 930 Club and right. I can remember walking around the corner and Diddy pulled up in the Phantom <laughs> right in front of the 930 yeah. Club I hopped out and went in I'm like 
First of all, I never see Diddy close to the 930 right. Club because that's not his jam. Like you right. said, it's kind of a little more divey, a little more earthy. Right. But I seen Diddy there. I remember when MTV started their $2 bill concert right. series and the Roots played right. there. I mean, just so many legendary ass moments yeah, there. Man. You and, know what and, I'm and one of my favorites is he used to come every year for maybe about a four or five year stretch period before he passed was James Brown. Wow. See the legendary James Brown on stage. Stop it. James Brown used to do yeah, that. Yeah, man. He used to come on. We used to be, we bought a hairdryer specifically for him <laughs> that we kept on deck. <laughs> on because, deck. So he could keep his, his curl and, hey, and his perm. Hey, James straight. Brown's probably going to knock somebody the fuck yeah, out yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, <laughs> dry one yeah, yeah, so he, we bought a dryer just for him. You know, I and know. it's just, it's, it's one of those things where there's been so many people who come through there historically no that, doubt. you know I um, seen most deaf at the 930 yeah. maybe like three four so times, times at yeah. least yo. most deaf Quali's been there Forever. Common's been there Man. you know uh, you know just just Erica yo you know, Erica just, I seen Erica there twice everybody's been <laughs> has come through there you know and it's just not just the Neo Soul but you know with the rock and, and, and the indie rock and, too many rock and, and bands jazz and, 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 and just they they, they they're so versatile at what they do. Even the DJs yes. that come through there. You Yo, know, when y'all yeah. have a DJ set or a DJ yeah, night at yeah. 930, you it's know, epic. You know, I remember at the A-Rap music show, I mean, the DJ set was crazy. What? He did in there. You know, Justin Timberlake has done been there. You know, Enrique Iglesias. You know, like I said, James Brown. Just so many different levels. Crazy. You know, uh, um, we even had... Uh, um, Al Green, you know, Ooh. we had, you know, we had some classic people, Cindy Lauper, Billy Idol, no like people, doubt. people who were like legends. and legends in the eighties, mm -hmm. you know, have played there, you know, mm -hmm. and the one thing I like about the 930 Club is you can catch people on their way up yep. and people who have lived yeah, careers who, who and are like legacy acts, acts now and who still mm -hmm. perform mm -hmm. will come and they want to do an intimate show and they'll come to the 930 Club and do it and Absolutely. their fans will turn out for them. Absolutely. Because what? 930 is what? Capacity, what? A thousand maybe? About 1,200. About 1,200? You know. So that's an intimate show yeah. for real. Like yeah. 1,200 is yeah. still yeah. a small yeah. venue. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's one of those things where to attract that level of talent. talent. You know, and it's just it's one of those places where people, you know, can come to the 930 Club on their way up mm -hmm. and, you know, once they've had a career, they can still come through and, and pack the place, and their fans appreciate them because they're still out there touring, My and they're man. in their 50s and their 60s and all of that. that that's what that, and, and, and that's one thing about music, you know, that no matter how old you get, if you're if you're a performing artist, mm -hmm. you, you know, can perform. You gonna get out here and perform? If you're an able-bodied person, you get out and your fans will show. And there's they people want that want to see it. They will come through and reminisce with you, and, 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 and like, yo, I remember when I was when you know this Billy Idol song came That's out crazy. in 1982, yep. and I was living in Chicago, yep. and blah blah. Because you, you see, see all ages, people. all races, shapes of people exactly, in that joint. Man, it's just, what's your favorite show that you ever saw there? What's wow. like, like, what's your your shit that you was like, yo, I'm so glad I'm here for this. You know what I'm um, I would have to say one of the illest shows we had, and this 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 is an ill show because sometimes it's when you're dealing with artists in the music industry, you know, you have mishaps and you mm -hmm. have you know things that happen that are beyond your control. Mm -hmm. So we had a Beastie Boys show. Ooh. <laughs> and if anybody don't know who the Beastie Boys is, you gotta look them up. Legendary, Legendary 80s rap group. group you know First white boys on Def Jam. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> and they were stranded in New York. They were late. Okay. And uh, they were trying to get out on the plane, and they couldn't because there was inclement weather. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't let the planes take off. So they had to hop a train. So they were like three hours late. Mm -hmm. But in their absence, in their absence, 
they did the, some of the most gangster shit I've ever seen. They was like, okay, we know our fans are waiting to see us. You know, they 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 called into the manager who's on deck. He was mm-hmm. like, yo, tell the fans we're on our way. We still gonna do the show. We sorry they had to wait. So we got twelve hundred people in there, sold out capacity. Mm-hmm. I got we got a full staff in there. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're waiting on them to show up. And what they did was they called down to DC, found a local pizza joint. <laughs> Ordered pizza for twelve hundred people and the staff. Oh, that's lit! Yo, 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 yo. When I tell you, yo, the pizza, the pizza delivery dudes didn't even know what to do. Oh shit! Cause they walking in with these dozens and dozens of pizza, and they like, hey, where yo. we gonna put this? We setting it on the bars. We got plates. We passing our pizza to everybody and giving out soda and all this other oh, stuff. Shit. So it kept everybody occupied, talking and, and and conversing with the staff and people talking to each other. And before yo. they looked up, they were there and they hit the stage and they killed it. That's they dope, killed man. it. They did license to hell oh, on every wow. they went through their whole catalog, you know, um um intergalactic. They did they did everything. Yo. They and this is it. before um, MCA passed. Yeah, this is oh, so the, the, all the members were on stage and oh, they showed up to great. they showed up and they killed it. Another show, um I always love when the Roots came through. You know, we had we had them for a while, and just to be at a Roots show was incredible because you never know what they was going to do. They're right. so versatile. Mm-hmm. You know, that they would cover Prince or they would do a Madonna song. No doubt. You know, and then Questlove might just spin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and they would just go into, you know, their own repertoire and then branch off into something else. Another show um, that we had, which we booked through U Street Music Hall, who's a partner of ours. Uh-huh. Shout out to Will Eastman and the whole staff over there. Okay. Um, they booked Moby. Oh shit! <laughs> to do a DJ set. Okay. And Moby. This was, before, or after Moby was really the shit, like in the early two thousands. Or this, this is like, after. This is after. But, okay. but, his, but people still showed up oh, because sure. they wanted to see Moby. Uh huh. And um, he's DJing, and the crowd is hype, and they're watching him, and all that stuff. And then the entire U Street area loses power. Shit. So Pepco had an outage, and the <laughs> lights go off in the nine thirty club. So. <laughs> we got 1,200 people in there, capacity, the lights go out, dark, the oh, DJ shit. equipment goes off, people are like, what the hell is going on? So Moby was like, yo, just because we don't have electricity, the music doesn't have to stop. So we bought him a bunch of kegs and buckets what? and all kind of stuff from the kitchen, and he did a drumming solo. Hey, get the fuck. This is like, where Blue Bag Group on you? And just went straight hand, banging on the cage. Stop on you out here! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just he just went in the buckets, the kegs. Oh, that's crowd going crazy. crazy. He did that for about 15, 20 minutes until the lights came back on. Then he went back to his DJ set. Damn, like, I, I've son. seen some incredible stuff. I, I like that. These are good ass stories. And it's just right like here. that type of stuff. It's just like you can't make it up. Not at it's all. It's in the moment. That's the know? life of a stage manager. Exactly. You know, and you know, we really don't. The, 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 the head of production. Um, shout out to Gus. You know he's at home healing up. You know hey, he hey. had a little accident, but he's doing he's doing all right. Um, he's the production. I manager. like how you putting on the whole crew out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, I have man. to because these 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 are what I call the, the nine thirty lifers. Like these are people who've been with the club for all thirty right. some odd years. I'm still considered you know to be a new person. You're a fifteen to, year yeah, rookie. Yeah, rookie. <laughs> so these are people who've been on since the beginning, and they are the essence of what the nine thirty club is. All right. But um, you know, and 
you know, it's just being a stage manager at the Nightclub Club is very easy because we, we, we cater to the bands, we get them set up and all mm-hmm. of that. You know, I'm part of the operations team. So basically, I'm part of the team that over that, that runs the overall venue, make sure that everything is running smooth, make Absolutely. sure the bands are cool, okay. pay them what you're supposed to pay them and send them on their way. Okay, you yeah, know? Yeah, I feel so, you. You're know, getting people the bag. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're having them the bag at so, the end of the night. So, and, 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 it, and it's a beautiful thing because... You know, I tell all the bands that come in there because, like, yo, we love playing here. And you know, I always tell them, I said, thanks, you, thanks for coming. You know, thanks for coming here right. because there are other music venues you could play somewhere else, mm-hmm. but you chose to come to us. So thank you for being here. We really appreciate. And appreciate to bring it full circle, that's about relationship. Yeah, it is. It no is. Doubt. So you know, it's it's one full of those circle, things. But man. like we were talking about, that building in itself um, is just historic because. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that history. Man. Okay, WUSC so the building in itself has been there. For well over 30, 40 years. No doubt. So before it was a 930 club, it was WST Music Hall. Exactly. You know, and they had, you know, dancing and, and, and events in there. Like and I like said, I my said, mom's loved to tell yeah, me about yeah, WST. Yeah. And, you know, they had a radio station there where they used to broadcast. But before that, mm-hmm. it was a studio in there, and the building in the studio was owned by Duke. By Duke Ellington? Yes. That was wow. his building first. My man. Stop, hold that, hold that. So Duke Ellington was the proprietor of that building? Yeah, he that was his building oh, first. Man. Black Broadway facts out here. So that building has gone through a lot of different incarnations, and that's why I say in itself that building is historic. No Without doubt. With, with whatever has been in there. You know, wow. this been so it's had So Duke was in there actually recording with yeah. his whole big band yeah, yeah. and everything. He, that, that was his. That was one of his spots that he did his 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 uh his magic in. Wow, you know, man. and you know, it's just U Street is just so incredible, and I'm it glad is. that you named you know your podcast and your brand is Black Broadway Absolutely. because U Street is the Harlem of DC. It and is. If, if, if a lot of people don't know, this is where you know where folks who came from Harlem came to DC. Absolutely. This is where they came to perform. We uptown, baby. All, all up and down U Street, mm-hmm. you know, with Duke and, and, and Count and, and Billy Eckstein and, yep. and Sarah and all, everybody who performed and was into jazz, blues, and R and B. This is where they came to perform, no you know. And Rare Fox once said, like, this was the home. He loved playing D.C., and particularly U Street, because he felt like these was the most sophisticated, well-dressed, well-educated black folks that he had ever come across yeah. of the whole it's country. It's a college town, too. It is. And it's a saying? very small it's area. Tight, it's a tight circle, bro. It's a very small ten, area. Ten square miles, Exactly. Yo. <laughs> so it's just like... I had to learn to appreciate that when mm-hmm. I moved down. Coming from New York, Coming where everything's so, so spread, spread out. out. And, and and just being on my New York vibe. You know, right. it was just like when I got here, you know, I'm going to tell you the story because this is very important to how DC music culture affected me personally. Because okay. this is a story I have to tell you. And okay. I got to be honest about it. Talk when I when I moved down here, I was one of them New York dudes. I was on my New York. I was listening to my boot camp or my Wu-Tang. No and, doubt. You know, and, 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 and just my all my underground New York hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to D.C., it was hard for me to get into the go-go scene. I really mm-hmm. didn't understand it at first. It's, you got to live go-go to understand it. And that's why when I hear people tell stories about going to the go-go's, I keep my mouth shut and I listen. You had to be there. You had to be there. And it's an experience that I didn't have, mm-hmm. per se. 
Right. So moving down here, you know, like I said, I started in Alexandria first. You know, folks was telling me, yo, you need to listen to back and essence and all this other stuff and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, man, I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm with this Diamond D right now. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what, that was what I was listening Sex, to. That's what I was listening to. That's what I was listening to. So it was like, I'm not trying to hear none of that. And it was like, yo, you need to go ahead with that New York shit. You know, we, we, we listen <laughs> to essence. It's different. It's different. DC and I was like, yo, I'm not trying to hear none of that banging on the bucket shit y'all niggas listening to and blah, 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 blah. And that's what people think before exactly, they get into exactly. it. Exactly. And, you know, and after a while, I was like, yo, you know, like the great Rock Cam said, it's not where you're from, it's, it's where, where you're you at. at. And I had to have a conversation with myself, like, look, bro, you in DC now. Mm-hmm. You understand? This is their culture. This is what they do. Mm-hmm. There, there's other things here that are that are rich mm-hmm. in culture here. Mm-hmm. If you're going to survive in this city and you're going to thrive in this city, you need to t- you need to tap into what's going on down here. Forward don't worry about man. don't worry yeah, about what's New, New York, York is right up there. there. It's, it's, it's up there. It's up there. It's not you're not far, but <laughs> right. you're not there no more. Right. So what are you, you gonna, what are you going to do? Fact. So what I did one one night is. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, maybe, you know, mid-90s, maybe between 95, 96, 97, uh-huh. inside the Reef Center, you know this. Oh, Club you Exactly. <laughs> and, and, to me, and, to me, and to me, it's so gangster that they were able to have that in a government building. A whole club where niggas was getting beat up, drinks was happening, <laughs> all that real shit happened in Club U. And it's good to not a government building. building. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> niggas that's niggas got be there at work at 9 <laughs> o'clock in the morning <laughs> the next day. <laughs> all of yo, that. Yo, that's one of the most gangsters. Gangster yeah. things of that, that, that shit don't happen nowhere yeah, else. No. That's some DC shit. That's some DC shit right there. <laughs> Real that's stuff. Like, okay, and D- that's Black Broadway. Exactly. 14th for you. Exactly. Don't get it twisted. So I went up in there one night uh-huh. and uh Essence was playing. Alright. And I stood in the back of the room, you know, and I and, and just just to watch, you know, they were warming up and all of that. And I was like, well, let me see what this go-go shit is about. Uh-huh. You know, and they got the time of his life in that. They 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 came on stage. Miss <laughs> Kim walked up the stage, you know, she's fine. Of course. Or just beautiful. She lighted up the stage without even singing. Exactly. And then when she sings. And then uh they started playing, and I'm sitting in the back and I got my arms crossed and I'm looking at them. Mm-hmm. And they blew me away. <laughs> I, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about the musicianship. Yep. I'm talking about the professionalism. Yep. I'm talking about the sound. Yep. I'm talking about Miss Kim's voice. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the total the crowd participation. And once the crowd got involved, I was like, yo, Go Go is all about the I crowd. Had, I had seen a lot of the tapes that were floating around the pool party. Yeah, and all that the flash party days. The legendary But it wasn't. We gonna talk about that one day on this show. It's it's nothing like being there. And once the crowd participated, and I saw I saw the unity, I saw the city. I saw like the room became one. Yep. Yep. And then I was like, I get it. I understand it. now. I respect it. Mm-hmm. You know, I see what it's about. You nice. know, I saw the historical. I saw the jazz in it. Nice. I saw the blues in it. I saw the hip hop in it. I saw, saw the, the African history, you saw culture the history in it. of black music. Exactly. I saw the, the African culture in it. Music. I saw all of those things in it. Mm-hmm. And then I understood. I said, okay, they have something here. And it's theirs. It was created in this city in this from city. then. It's, and it's not for nobody that don't, don't understand, understand it. it. It's like, fuck you. We cool. Yeah. We gonna Anyway, anyway. So from that time on, you know, I understood, I appreciated it, and it made it made it easier for me to make my transition into DC That's music dope, culture. Man. And you I'm know, sure years later, when you saw Essence play at 9:30, still get the same feeling. Hold on, and see, here's something else I want I want to talk about. 
Shout out to Pops, Chuck Brown, the uh-huh. Godfather Go Go, RIP. RIP forever, you know, man. Um, he did his birthday party at the 930 Club every year. Every year. And Saturday was my night to run the floor when I was a floor manager, mm-hmm. uh, one of the heads of security. And his birthday party always fell on a Saturday. Uh-huh. So I was always the floor manager when he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, watching him um, celebrate Go Go and, and, and run a Go Go uh, and, and body a Go Go and watch yes. him do that year after year after year he and watch Godfather. and watch all his seeds show up yep. to pay homage to him and watch him on stage even up until the time he got sick I didn't know he was sick because right. when Chuck was on stage he was plugged in absolutely and you wouldn't even know there was anything wrong with him because he would be up there playing Chuck performed up until smiling, like a month before he passed smiling. You know, you know, talking to people, singing, crooning, all yep. of that. I never saw him ask for a chair. I never <laughs> saw him ask for a glass of water. Man. I never saw him ask for anything. He was completely plugged in oh, and just enjoying yeah. every moment of it. You could tell he was living his life up there. Yo, and just to watch man. all the other go-go groups that he fathered come in and pay homage to him. Absolutely, because we fam- all his, his yeah, descendants. Exactly, you know and saying? watch his children get up there and perform with him. You know, KK, shout, shout, out, out, KK. To, shout out his daughter, Cookie, because whenever she would come through, she'd be like, Kareem, Make sure my dad is good. I want, you know, my dad is parked out back. I don't want nobody bother him. Make sure oh, the dressing man. room is my family only. I you love know, it. you know, she she would come through and regulate. And you know, I appreciate him for that because he was so well looked after by his family yep. that it was just it was it, you could tell it was a family moment, but it was so grand. Absolutely. You know, and just it the, was for everybody. It was for it was, everybody. You know what and, I'm and and it was it's one of those things where you know you know I miss him coming through now because he brought such a a, a yeah. regal element. You know, to the 930 Club whenever he performed on his birthday. You know, that it was just it was something to watch and behold and see and appreciate. That was a that was a big ticket in DC. Like yeah. if you wanted to, if you was anybody, you had to be at one of Chuck's birthday parties Yo, at the 930. I know I've been to a couple. Yo, bro, it, like, was, it was epic. You know, epic. And, it, and it was just it's just one of those And things. he had everybody in there from 80 to 18, yo. Like yeah, I mean and, for and, real. And, yeah, and all of those who grew up on his music, they in there dancing and having yep. a good time. This might have been the only time they've been out all year. All year. Facts. You understand? So, but they would come through and represent for Chuck and dance it, like they danced when they was 18 or 20 it. or whatever, and it would be all night long. You man. know what I'm saying? Until he was ready to leave the stage. You Rame, know? I gotta say, yo, your appreciation and your reverence for DC culture, yo, bro. especially go-go culture, is, man, important to be a guy who works at such an important DC institution. Yeah. If you don't have that reverence, if you don't have that genuine admiration for the people that do this shit and what it means to this town... You're not going to last, man. No, so you're not. This is you're a not. testament and, yeah. and to the thing, who you and, are. And also, within the last, I would say, two or three years, we had Backyard in there. Absolutely. Um, uh, 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 a couple of times. And there was a while where they couldn't even come through the door for a while. <laughs> because, just because of what happened. Because of the hooligan just, shit. Yeah, because yeah, of their See, I'm, I'm from the Backyard yeah, generation. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to Big G. You might catch a slug or something yeah, at the yeah, black. Yeah, sure. You know? and, 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 and shout out to Big G. You know yep. what I'm saying? And, and they came through and they rocked. And Consummate professionals, too. They are. Consummate professionals. And, you know, and, and, and G is such a, a such, such a good dude, man. No it's doubt. just like all of y'all who listening to this who don't know who Big G is, man. We talk about the leader of backyard go-go band, but y'all know I'll be knowing better as Slim Charles from The Wire. Exactly. You might think that he's just a tall dude who's an actor on The Wire, but man, this man is a legend in this town. Exactly, here, man. exactly. For you know, real. they came in and they cr- and you know, they still brought that crowd out. You still know, brought they, the crew. They still brought that crowd out, you yeah. know. That's that's their crowd. But you know, you know when you hit the 
930, it's actually a certain different type of energy that you have it when is. you hit the it, door. It, you know it, it, it's a different type of energy, but we still had to contest with some of them real street yeah, niggas. Real straight street up. shit can happen. Real street at any time. <laughs> you on the streets. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, you know, you got to learn how to, you know, to deal with those situations. You Absolutely. know, just run, just run up in a, you know, a crowd of dudes who's about to get into like, yo, bro. Right, yo, we yo, can't do you that. Can't do Come that. On, yeah, yo, this is the first time they've been in this, in this club in like, 15 years. Like, don't fuck years. up the party. Don't fuck up the vibe. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, nah, that, I don't fuck with that nigga. He from the outside of town and blah, blah, blah. And it don't matter. Right. Y'all here for We all here, here for the back, party. Y'all. We here, for, we here back. for the party. Chill. Hey, you know man. what I'm saying? Like, you, you get know, it. And, and, and you have to do a lot of that. Brave, you get it. So man. it's just it's just one of those things, but you know, that's important to have those 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 acts and those and, 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 and those movements represented yes. in the city. Because yes. we don't want to lose that. Yeah, you don't want to just be like a, a vanilla ass venue. Not for nothing. I, I hate to even I'm not going slander him, but I'm just saying. Fillmore, which is owned by Live Nation, right. which has the conglomerate lock on the whole music game right, right. now. From they they signing artists, managing artists, owning venues, booking tours. It's like a all it's a very homogenous operation. And 930 Club is actually kind of like the opposite of that. It's an independent know? venue. It's independent, yeah, man. It's independent. You know what I'm saying? And it means a lot to have independent venues and independent places that represent not only bringing musical acts that are of a different ilk, but they represent that town. Like, it's a film on every fucking town right now. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And, it's, and, and, no, it's only one 930 Club. Yeah, you know? and the thing is, you know, what I have to say is that what I've learned is... Being that I've been in 930 for so long, uh-huh. I'm actually happy that there are other places for people who can go and see music if they choose to. So for right. the folks in Silver Spring, they have the Fillmore. Yep. You also have the Black Cat. Yep. You have, you know, Street uh, Music Hall. Hall. And we have other places where people can go and see music and the entire area benefits benefits from it in some way. Facts. You know, and, and Howard Theater. Hey, Howard, Howard Theater. We can't forget about Howard, Howard Theater, 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 The man. legendary Howard Theater. The legendary Theater. Howard, Howard Theater. Theater. So it's just like, now there's something for everybody. So if you want to go and check out this band here, and, you know, there was, four, there was a while where... 930 was really much the only game in town for it its was. size. Mm-hmm. You know, and, yes. and it benefit it benefited from it in terms of growing and, right. and growth. Right. But um now that we have several other venues, you know, we can share Absolutely. all of the all of the area, you know, patrons and stuff, and everybody can go see what they want to see when they see. It makes for a healthier music going environment. And it also makes a good segue into like what I want to talk about with the future of 930 yeah. because you know gentrification is happening. Yeah. Redevelopment is happening. Yeah. And within that the whole entire southwest waterfront of D.C. has been just transformed. Shoot, where we at? Now, that has been transformed. Transformed. We got so two giant condos. Giant condos. condos next to us and all of that. Robin restaurants. And all, all of that. Kind of craziness. Yeah, yeah, but it's, that's, 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 that's what city. it is. That's the city. It's that's trans- what's it's changing. It's transforming. Um, they're currently developing. You don't, y'all have a big part. Y'all have a big hand in the redevelopment of Southwest with the building of a new venue that's under 930 management called Anthem. Right. Yo. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you know about Anthem I mean, and what it, that's going to it, be. It's going to be, you know, a, 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 a venue that that we're going to be able to put larger scale acts in. Okay. And and it's something that's in the works right now. I don't have a lot of details about it, but it should, it, our first shows should start in October. October, right? Um, first yeah. show is the Foo Fighters. Yeah, and it's a complete completely sold out. You of know, course, and yeah. And you, can't, just, you can't even steal just, a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real but, shit. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how how that adds to the brand. Uh-huh. You know, and, you know, I don't know what my role is going to be. Is Dave like. Grohl, like, an official partner in, in uh, the 930 now? Uh, no, he's just, he just has a great relationship he with, does, with, 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 uh, 
the ownership. And okay. he's he's a solid dude. He's a great dude. Damn, bro, humble. lead singer of the Foo Fighters, you know. drummer for the legendary Nirvana. Yeah. Don't get it fucked up, yeah, yeah, kids. Yeah, Dave yeah. Grohl been out here a while. Uh, yeah, and, and, and <laughs> DC born and raised. DC born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> so he, I think he went to high school out your way, yeah. out Alexandria, yeah, I so, believe. Yeah, so, you know, you know um, it's, it's it's one of those things where they're just building the brand and expanding, and it's and it, it's 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 what's going to happen. How know? many do you know approximately? How many people the anthem is going to hold? I think it ranges from two thousand to six. That's crazy. You're going to be able to adjust it. So oh, that's a that's a big ass venue. Yeah, yeah. Bro. So you know it. it it's gonna be it's gonna be something good. I think it's gonna be really something. I like good, it, man. Know? And that's like so. That's the future expansion of the 930 but what do you think about the future of the 930 club where it like is now brand? yeah where, where it, it is, is now? now what's 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 next on the horizon for the 930 I have, I, you man? know i really don't know but i think that if, if they continue to maintain you know the standard of excellence that they have and they've had for the last 35 years uh-huh. that you know um those core values will keep it around for a very very long Agreed. time because it stands for something. Yeah. It means something. And yeah. when something means something and yeah. stands for something, yeah. it's hard to replace it. It is. It's irreplaceable, right. actually. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause and, you just, yeah, and just even watching the different generations of staff that have come through since I've been there. Word. You know? Yeah, I it's bet you've seen a the, lot yeah, of guys yeah, come and go, go man. And, you know, just with the college kids and all of that and, you know, how working for the 930 Club transforms them in terms of their personality and the type of people they want to be and become. It wow. teaches them life skills too. Damn, that's you know? dope. So man. it's just it's 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 just one of those things where you know it's a good training ground, not just for you know um, you know the music business and how things work, but just interpersonal relationships. There and, you go. And, and just dealing with. There people. you go. Dealing you know, with you people. You have to if you're going to be dealing with people. This is one of the places you should learn Word. to 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 be in the people business, no the doubt. business of serving people. Of of being in business with people. Look, uh, that's the to then, me, that's the only real business there is, man. The business of serving people. Right. You're only as valuable as the service that you provide. Yeah. And what when you provide a service that gives someone a feeling, mm-hmm. like that's just invaluable. It, it is. It's something and it's like, that you it's can't like, put a price it's on. It's like Maya Angelou said. She said, people forget what you say, what mm-hmm. you do, but you, they'll never forget how you made them, them feel. feel. You know, and that's I mean. what music is. Music's a feeling. Absolutely. You know, and, and like I said, the experience for a lot of the customers comes when they come into the doorway and how we treat them and how we talk to them. And it really does. The, the, the questions we answer and, you know. Uh, hey, man. Y'all just, showed love last night. I know when I got my VIP band, I was like, oh, we yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bobber. Gotta take care of my peeps, man. Man, you show love, yeah, you know man. Real shit, This is all part man. of the experience, man. Yo, so look, I wanna, I wanna tell people, like, I want you to share a little bit of insight for the people, or like how they can get more in tune with what's going on at the nine thirty club. Even if you know, like, they wanna apply for a job or something, or oh, get yeah, a, yeah. How, to give us some, some info, give us some vital information. First of all, here. if you wanna see what shows we have, go right. to you know nine thirty dot com. Okay. Nine three zero dot com. Very simple. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you're looking to work. Within, you know, come mm-hmm. down, you know, uh, box office window. We're open usually from 12 to 7, all you right. know, for office hours. But the box office will close officially at 11 o'clock on show days. Okay. Go down there, ask for an application, fill out your application, turn it in. You know, we, like I said, we hire all walks of life, you oh. know. And that's one of the things that's important is that we allow people to come in and be themselves. Oh, you know, we're not with none of that, you know. You have to be a perfect, perfect package, package or no, with, have the best no, resume or no, no craziness. No, no, that's one of the things that, 
you know, I admired once I got in there is that, mm-hmm. you know, you got people who are clean cut and yep. you got people who got gauges and piercings and septums guys. and yep. tattoos and all that other stuff. Yep. And we all get along. It has nothing to do. Because it takes all types it's exactly. to run that type it, of business. It, it, it has nothing to do with where you come from or what your life experiences are. You bring all of that to the table and mm-hmm. we, 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 we gel. That's what we do, you know. And, and so, um, yeah, but hit the website if you want more information. We have merch on there. We have everything that you need to know about the 930 Club. Absolutely. We have a rewards program called Friends with Benefits. You can sign up for that. You get a card and you get points okay. towards other shows, tickets, I prizes. Should, I didn't know about yeah. that. So, you know, they, they have uh, several other things. But, yeah, just just go to the website and check it out, peruse, oh. and, and, and see what's going on. And look, you know, we got to tell the people also, man, how to get in touch with you, man. Yo, yo, yo. yo uh, um Actually, I'm I'm gonna hip you to something real quick. Okay, um, you can you can get in touch with me um, on uh, social media. IG is Reams Eye View. It's R E E M S E Y E V I E W S. My man has been taking some spectacular vacations this year. You know what I'm saying? You want to You want to you want to see these pics? You gotta travel, man. You gotta travel. That's that's how you learn other things. Also on. Yeah, that's IG. Mm-hmm. I'm also a lot of people don't know this. Um, I'm a, I have come from a music background as well, so okay. I'm an MC. I recorded under the Monica Reem Star. Right. You can find me on Reverb Nation. So okay. ReverbNation.com slash Reem Star. R I haven't recorded anything quite some time because I've been dealing with the business aspect of the music industry and learning what that entails. But it's bars galore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bars available. And if you want to check out my music, y'all can go to that site. Um, and it, it, it's, it's, it's great. It's because I've been able to bless the stage at 932 myself. Oh, you know? man, that's I great. I performed there twice. Once I opened for Lupe Fiasco. I think that was in 2008. Hey. And hey. then for Common in 2010. Y'all know how I feel about Lupe. Yeah. That's my guy. So, yeah, you know, um, so you, know, I, you know, I made a little noise out here. Nice. But, you know, sometimes you got to transition nice. to grown man stuff and learn the business. Absolutely, you know, man. And, hey, you know, and any information I can impart on anybody, up-and-coming artists, you know, people who are going into the music business, people who are already in there, you know, oh, I, I'm happy. Great, I'm an open man. book, bro, you know. Nice. Yo, this has been a great interview, man. I'm you glad I so could come open through. and you shared I'm, so much great stories, man. I love no, that man, shit, it's, just, it's, been, it's, been a, it's been a great journey working there, man, and it's Dope. just, I've learned so much. Dope, I learned man. stuff that I couldn't learn any other place and just, you know, about the music business and mm. just how, how things are handled, how things okay. are done, just from the basic level, man, just from, you know, mm-hmm. you know, how to greet somebody when they work when they walk in the door mm-hmm. and then, you know, watch right. a production and how they set up a Absolutely. stage and cue the lights and, mm-hmm. and set those up. And, and seeing the, know, end, the, the behind the scenes of... The, the uh, sound tests mm-hmm. and sound checks and all of those things that go into making sure that a show runs correctly once the artist hits the stage officially. Word. There's a lot of work that goes in. Absolutely. That shit before, don't happen by accident. Before y'all come to see a show. Yep. Yeah, there are hours in advance. They're working on their craft. They're working on the sound. They're working on the lights. They're tuning their instruments. They're doing a lot of things Mm -hmm. before you come in and see them and get that spectacular show. So shout out to anybody that's an artist and that loves their craft and takes their craft seriously and gives the people a show because it's very important, you know, that they put a lot into it before they give you that show on stage. And, you know, it's, 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 Sometimes it's hard. It's difficult. It is to go from city to city and do the same thing over and over right. again. And but you have that's to why love sometimes it. you got to give Lauren Hill the pass.
ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Every now and again. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. Everybody yo. can't be on tour. And that's not shit. a lifestyle that's conducive for everybody. It's, and it's, it's not just, conducive to longevity. Not, you know, it's just shit. like it's hard. It's a hard life. It's a hard so life, I always man. salute artists when they can do a you know a ten city tour, a twenty city tour, uh, you know, do an American tour and go over to Europe and do the yeah. same thing. That's not an easy life. So nope. shout out to all the artists out there who do it and make it look easy. That's greatness, man. Yo. Kareem, man, shout out to you, fam, for Yo, real, man, for, for coming me, through and giving it. us this info, I man, it, man, and just sharing with us, like, what the 930 Club means. So if you ever find yourself in D.C. or on Black Broadway, know that one of the landmarks that you got to hit is the 930 Club on 9th and V, right. Northwest, Washington, D.C., yo. Yo, come ask check for, us. Ask for Ring Karifa, yo. <laughs> We're going to line you up. We're going to get you straightened out in there, yeah. man. Yo, this has been another episode of Black Broadway, man. I'm just always super excited to, man, bring you all these type of interviews, man. Again, I can't thank you enough, Reem, for doing this and giving us this knowledge, man. Yo, shout out to D.C. Shout know. out to D.C., yeah. man. We got a yeah. lot going on here, yeah, yo. and I'm definitely do. And man. one of the things I have to say is that, you know, in closing, I've been down here long enough to see what D.C. has to offer. Yep. And one of the things that we lack in the city is outlets to get our music and our art and our culture out there sometimes. No doubt. But let me know you is here. Like, I I'm telling you, yeah, I'm originally from New York. I've been to other cities. Mm -hmm. But I put D.C. up against any city in terms of the Anywhere. talent we got here. Any Anywhere. city, anywhere, they have it. Yo. And we we, we going to continue to create and push forward so that we can get more artists out here. Absolutely, man. So they can show you what's going on. And, and we a platform done. right here, yeah. Black Broadway. This yeah. is one of our platforms, one it, of many, man. Yeah. And this is one of the biggest markets for anything that that's happening in the black community. Period. Radio, right. television, anything that has to do with black people. Come on, DC where BET was headquartered DC at? DC is one of the, the biggest markets. Don't get it twisted. Real talk. We Straight are here up. for y'all, man. And this is such... Been just such another informative and inspirational episode, man. I'm gonna let y'all slide, man. Please tune in next week. Turn up with us, man, where we got more history, more topics, more just focus on this town and this creative community that we're trying to push to the next level, y'all. As always, remember if you're not at the table, you're on the plate. And we're gonna see y'all next week. Black Broadway Podcast. Peace. 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 Oh my God. <laughs>